guy <laughs> who one day came into work at like 10 o'clock or supposed to be at nine and he's like hey yeah sorry i'm late boss up to the boss and then like he sat next to me and then he just like was huffing and puffing for a while i was like oh yeah, man, I tried to be in early, but then uh, my girlfriend just got on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, so fucking lame that he told me that. And like, and he was just like looking for the attention and also got on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I bet he wasn't even late. He was like sitting out in the car for 15 minutes trying yeah. to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would be the cause normally of me being early to work. Like, yeah, well, yeah. We had sex, so I actually, that was, was pretty, pretty quick. quick and then, then um, I was highly motivated to leave that environment. Yeah. I kind of, I'd written some checks. My mouth had written some checks. My body put in cash. Um, I decided to get out of there while the disappointment was still in its silent you know yeah, what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> Do you have a bathroom I could maybe clean up in? <laughs> it's only about two and a half minutes worth of filth, but I do still need to get it off. <laughs> Most of the mess does come in the last 15 or so seconds. <laughs> From our dusty cellars, taking your training to the next level by doing some sit-ups in the attic. It's the final countdown. <laughs> I don't understand the sit-ups. It's in the not. Attic. It's it's a next level joke. Ah. not a training joke. Yes, I was focusing on the wrong part. I was I like, "Is he going to say like on the on the five fifteen to cork?" You know, like. Yeah, I mean, you could be, that's, this is all the ways it could have gone. It actually originally, uh, what that wasn't the joke. Originally, it was taking your relationships to the next level by finally pushing him down the stairs. But uh, I thought, you know, given what the we, we given the jokes we just made and have now cut out, hopefully, if I remember to do it. Probably. Yeah, please remember to do that, Mattis. I don't stand by any of the things I said. Yeah, I oh, know. Don't, don't this, worry. Uh, I'm pretty I'm, I was just kind of thinking six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was a different time back then. Okay. Oh. Every time I do something like that, it was a different time back then. <laughs> I'm Manus Cronin. Joining us this week, as always, another year older, another Budweiser, Jack Toner. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Now I feel bad for drinking Coors this week. <laughs> Well, that's all right, so long as you get on top of your wife later tonight. You can drink it, yeah, Coors Light, because Bud Light won't pay you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> really, look, the, 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 the coming in hot with the old school MMA reference. <laughs> Although I have to say, UFC 100 being an old school reference, it sort of feels like the time when I saw Mission Impossible 2 on the television. <laughs> like, I remember... I remember the hype to that coming up in the cinema. And then I remember thinking, it's mad to think that at some point that'll just be on the television. And then one day it was, you know? (laughs) And not even as the big, big movie. No, it was just like the regular movie. Or you know the way sometimes there's the big movie of a Tuesday and then like at like 11 o'clock, there's just another movie. Yeah. Yeah. They just follow more movie. For those of us who really want to stay up until we see the test card at half past one in the morning, you lunatics! What are you? 
<laughs> you think you're wasting your license fee. Um, November is an important month. A lot of our birthdays fall in November. Uh, in fact, within a 30-day period, all four bar mine arrive. Uh, but there's more somber things to be thought of in November. Armistice Day, for example, gets all of the attention. But our next guest never skips Legistice Day. It's Gavin Carberry. Hello. <laughs> Great to be Race here. guys going to clear up. Put on a happy face. Okay. What is Legistice Day? It's where they put down legs. Oh, well, then. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am firing on precisely zero cylinders because I did not figure out the gap between Armistice Day and Legacy Day until just then. I've seen you in shorts. I know you haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I wrestled in the long pants. <laughs> uh, that's true. They say never skip leg day, but they don't. They leave out the last bit of unless you're just willing to wear trousers, in which case it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. No one will see those pins. Precisely. And my uh, theory and, was, uh, was always um, by the time she can see your legs, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> no that way. was always dropping, to was dropping always... trow in a bar. It's too late. <laughs> You're all mine, lady. It's too late. It's too late as a more threatening yeah. version of that than I always said, which is that by the time she can see your legs, um, she's already made her mind up, which is a lot more consent forward. Yeah, a lot more consent. I prefer that one, Jack. It's what I always said. I don't know why I switched it up this last time. My legs are so good, though, that when I wear my Daisy Jukes, it makes a mockery of the notion of consent. Like, you might go out thinking, I don't want to get my hole tonight. Then you see him, and it's like, well, I guess we're fucking. <laughs> Something about the way that leather hugs the ass and doesn't hug anything else just really gets my motor running. It surely, it surely does. It surely does. On the agenda this week, nothing. Also, uh, nothing. Oh, I did write one thing down, but I forgot what it was. I think it was the connection between Crocs and mullets. And it must have been either always do both or never do either. I think we <laughs> yeah, can be yeah. pretty clear. I think we can <laughs> be pretty clear, exactly. <laughs> that it's one of those. Uh, I would so say next... Jack, Jack's hair is mullet adjacent. Ooh, it is. I, you know, you're not wrong. Like, well, your, I can silhouette, see... your silhouette is mullet. Is mullet. The party in the back is hopping, but the business in the front is about to go into receivership. So I don't know if we. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, front, yeah. the business in the front is a speciality coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> it actually does reflect how much Jack favors partying over business. In this, he has given no thoughts to the business in the front, but a lot of thought to the party out back. He is Charlie McCreevy in 2004. When he has yeah. it, he'll spend it. And when he doesn't, <laughs> he'll already be out of office. So, you know. <laughs> and that's what those out of office replies are for. What's a traditional yeah. party in the front haircut? Bangs? Um, I guess it's probably something close to what we sort of have now. The, like, the, the curly mop that kind of is in the eyes of the owner. And like, it's a fade at the back and on the sides. You know, yeah. It's like all business. Quite, quite business-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. The kind of Romany haircut that the youth of today uh, <laughs> Very Romany, yeah. 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 yeah so that's, like, that's what that would be. Yeah, like Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. That's a party up front. That's a party yes, up front. Yes, it is. But that's not business in the back because you haven't figured out the fade opportunities yet. Hadn't figured out the fade. That was a party all over. That was party. That was a 24-7 party. Yeah. It certainly was. Uh, and the thing about Justin Timberlake is by the time you've seen his legs, it's already too late. It's already, yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling that's going to be the tagline to a horror film within the next 15 years. By oh, the yeah. time you've seen the legs, it's too late. Yeah, the Oscar Pistorius story. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Blade Runner 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's getting out. <laughs> Hopefully not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm drinking a beer. What are you drinking, bro? What is it? I'm drinking Rye River, mm. Up Drop, Citra Extra Pale. I've had a first tasting. And boy, that's refreshing. Boy, that's delicious. And then second and third tasting, it feels a little bit light on the palate. Yeah. But I'm going to stay with it. First taste was like, this could be the best beer I've ever tasted. It hasn't delivered since the first tasting, but we'll see. It remains to be seen. Interestingly enough, Justin Timberlake, we were just talking about him, his favourite brewery. Right here. Right <laughs> You don't have to say what you brewed. I already know. You know. Yeah. Uh, there you go. We're and just the, writing these ads for them because it's their biggest problem. It's their lack of relatability. The people. Exactly. Exactly. Jack, are you drinking anything, or are you on the? Oh, you're on. You're on the course life. I'm having a beer. I had a, I actually had a someone to give me a bottle of delirium yesterday, but then I did unfortunately just drink it. Yeah, that'll like, that'll, that'll happen. I can retroactively review that. What do you think? Gets, of it? gets you drunk. It'll <laughs> get you drunk. <laughs> you start thinking that pink elephant's maybe not on the bottle, and you're bringing the pink elephant to the party. Uh, yeah. But but no, it's just it is you making it move, but it is still on the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was this last night you drank cocktail? It is. Uh, yeah. Were you at a gig? I was. What gig? Kendrick Lamar. Ah, Kendrick Lamar. Mr. Duckworth himself. Oh, it was excellent. It was my it was my birthday yesterday, and and the, and that's what I did uh, for it. And nice. it was uh, it was excellent. Now I will admit, I will I will confess to something which I would I would call um, deeply embarrassing. Um, we got there thinking we were like. Uh, not going to be too. I, I didn't really care much about the opening acts, and and you know, I'm I'm 31 now, so you know, I don't want to be hanging around all these youths for any longer than I need to be. Um, you know, so we. If you're we, not away from them within five hours, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> then it's too late. <laughs> uh, so the act, the act com comes out, and we're like, okay, I suppose Kendrick will be on after this. We'll be on about eight forty-five, nine o'clock. That makes sense. About half eight. Um. And then it comes out and we're like, I don't recognize any of these songs. And I wasn't a big fan of the new album. Um, turns out when that person left the stage that it was in fact just a different black guy. Uh, yeah. It was in yeah. fact not Kendrick Lamar. 
Yeah. I was like, he also. Even more embarrassing, it was Kyrie Irving. Yeah, because we were like, he's doing a lot more singing than we would expect from this rapper. And he's wearing that hat that means we can't really see him. (laughs) And the production is, I would say, underwhelming. And then he was like, yeah. till next time, after four songs, we're like, that was simply not Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> How far away were you, John? We were row 48 of the top section. <laughs> right. <laughs> we I, were, yeah, I, mean, I mean, a defensible distance away, but an indefensible I don't know if there is a defensible away. distance. Like, International Space Station, they should still be hedging their like, bets. Yeah, Kenny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's gone the other way, though. You're just not allowed to confuse two black people anymore. It used to be that it was like I don't know, they look completely the same, and it'd be like fucking like Orlando Jordan and Shaq, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd be like, I don't know, they look the same to me. Now it can be like you know uh, a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician. And a statistician, and you've got to be like, well, I mean, even from Spanish, I can tell. Which I don't, I, I don't know. We'll get to an equilibrium, uh, you know, uh, someday. But right now, we're on the other side of the pendulum. Uh, but when Kendrick did get on, phenomenal. Look, the man, the man knows how to, the man knows how to put on a show. Uh, it's probably the second best rap show I've ever been to, but that's that's high praise. Great production, a lot of fire and fireworks. It was a giant box. People were singing Kendrick's in a box. Um, it was everything that a gig should be. How long do you I mean, think, the, based the on the music of you heard, the creativity of crowds <laughs> to be like this big, like this big, like production moment where like this, like effectively, like steel cage WWE style thing drops down around him, and then it's like all full of lights, and people are like Kendrick's in a box, in a box, Kendrick's <laughs> in a box. <laughs> based like... on, based on the quality of the music, Jack, which I know you're you're a bigger Kendrick fan than probably most people, but mm-hmm. based on and the second best rap gig, and we will get back to which your first best uh, was. Based on the quality of that gig, how far away do you think Kendrick is from appearing on Tucker Carlson and just asking some questions about who controls the media? <laughs> uh, well, considering there was uh, there was a um, a section where he's in this giant glass box, uh, yeah. and then like the lights go out and then the lights come back on and there's just a bunch of people in hazmat suits and you're like, this COVID test is for your own safety, and then a song starts. <laughs> I think, interesting i think we often forget that uh black americans have held many uh views that the extreme right have for good reasons instead of the extreme rights bad ones for a long time it's almost like yeah have a good reason to not trust the government and and vaccine programs medical establishments yeah us. Yeah, Kendrick really was bitten by a raccoon. Tucker Carlson was just bitten by a guy dressed up as a raccoon. Completely <laughs> different. <laughs> but yes, if you were if, if you're of a mind to um to, to uh, you know harken back to like Tuskegee or something like that, yeah. I can see why you know you might be uh, particularly yeah. And he also did have a whole section of the show where it, he just repeatedly like over over a beat. So I guess you could say it was on just yelled the word. The words the Jews over and mm. over again. 
No, no, no. You see, juice. he was. He was. He was supporting OJ, which is perfectly acceptable. If you lived through the L.A. riots, you probably supported OJ. <laughs> All right. Rodney King was beaten up by the LAPD. Tucker Carlson was bitten by somebody dressed up as the LAPD. It's completely different. <laughs> I don't even know the underlying joke that Madison. Me either. And it's a great cool. format. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think for the for the crossover audience, they're not going to need any explanation. This this joke doesn't need a big ad or correct spelling. We need to get there now. But yeah. what we do know is that Ice T went on to Tucker, and they went and talked about a cop killer, and they were like, "Yeah, talking across purposes, but let's kill them." That's what they reckoned, you know. And so, Next thing you know, they were collaborating. They made New Jack City. It was a wonderful time to be alive. Chris Rock got his big start in movies. I'm missing up the timelines a little bit, but nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. If you come to us for history, you're in the wrong damn place. I mean, we're going to fall back on the... I mean, it's like Dan Carlin says it. He's like, well, of course, I'm no historian, so I'm free to get all this wrong. And then he pretty much does like... A wonderful job at doing a history podcast. When we job. when we say we're not historians, we mean it. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're bumbling idiots. We're also not having not qualified and haven't done the work. Hang on now, I got my history degree from UCD, so I'll have you know that still that still means something in some parts of the world. Wait, man, <laughs> your degree was in history, history and politics, history. Oh, that yeah, that that feels more correct. I was like, I feel like we would have given you more shit for doing a history degree, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at well, the man, time we were just call happy me, I was leaving call me the back. house. Call me back when you've done a history degree. All right, you've only got half the story. Gavin, amen, and amen. <laughs> there we are. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, to, to loop back, uh, best concert, uh, Childish Gambino. I should have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him twice, and his one, the one when he was like one when he was very small, and one when he was very big, and the one when he was very big is one of, if not the best concert I've ever been to. Good, good, good. I remember that time, Childish Gambino? I think did we have tickets for Childish Gambino, and uh, he had to cancel for some reason, and then you DM'd him or messaged him on Twitter saying, you can stay in my gap if that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the early, early social media days. <laughs> Text Donald Glover. <laughs> you never know, he might have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he certainly didn't respond, but he might have seen it. Yeah, exactly. Ben was a fiend. Ben was a fiend for doing that back in the day. He'd be like, he just like, he'd pick someone who he like was almost at a level, and then he'd like message them on Twitter or whatever. Most of the time, they didn't get back to him. But like sometimes it was like, hey, Sammy J, you want to play chess? Okay, and then they met and played chess a couple of times. You know? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a twofer from Thirty Rock as well. He had like a good few interactions. With yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Are, like I don't even know the actor's name, but like twofer. No, neither do I. But that's like the perfect. 
it's like the zone of like optimal celebrity stalking where it's like who's the most famous guy who might talk to me it's yeah like, there's a know, yeah, to yeah. access ratio and you gotta find the zenith of that yeah there's no point being like hey tom cruise you want to take me on your jet tom yeah. <laughs> tom and then you really have to worry if he's like yeah buddy come on then you know he's pushing you out of the jet yeah. No, the yeah, yeah 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 he does all his own stunts, and that sometimes that's him falling out of the jet. And sometimes, you know, I've seen Mission Impossible a couple of times. Sometimes he pushes guys out of the jet, and he does yeah. all his own stunts. He does all that, and insists that other people do their own stunts, even if the stunts end in their jet. <laughs> Especially if the stunts end in their jet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom, I don't, I don't know how I can safely uh, go into that helicopter blade safely. We're trying to make <laughs> don't worry, here, don't, don't worry, you you won't be. Oh, that's good. So we'll get it in post. No, 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 you're going into it. It just upset. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be a red mist, buddy. I, I <laughs> there, can, let me get your belt and shoes. I don't want to damage the blades too much. You yeah, know? we may have to take this again with your <laughs> understudy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So people give Tom Cruise a lot of shit, but, you know, he's killed a lot of people, too. So I don't know what to say. Yeah, he has, yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Well, that's what the Scientology is about, I think. It's like they're pretty shady. So, like, any sort of underlying shadiness, you're like, it's probably the Scientology. And you never really <laughs> yeah. think that it's the, the, the misting people into helicopter planes. You know? Yeah, you're like, oh, the worst thing about Tom Cruise is the Scientology. And that's exactly yeah. what he wants you to believe. That's what he wants you to think. Yeah. That was, it's it's like the it's the Bertie Ahern thing. It's like, man, he must be up to some shit with how stupid he's willing to look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, T what would you say about maybe releasing some of your bank statements? Uh, I just um, forgot to ever open an account. <laughs> You realize how stupid that makes you look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you afford to buy this house? Want some money on the horses? <laughs> what could you prove? Yeah. Oh God, the want some money on the horses was brilliant. <laughs> I was like, oh, look how look how manky his stupid yellow coat looks. And everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. Because Bertie learned from Hawhey. And it doesn't mean he it, it doesn't mean he did everything all he did. He observed how he on his private island and he said, huh, huh, you know, maybe I shouldn't look like I've stolen all this money. Look like. <laughs> look yeah. like, yeah. He didn't say I shouldn't take it. And plus, bribery of time to enjoy the money later. Taking the odd bribe isn't theft as well, I'd like to say. You know, it's a victimless crime. It's a victimless crime if you ignore the victims. Exactly, you know? yeah. Like, the victims aren't, like, in front of you, whereas the money is, you know? It's right there. The victims and I probably would, as a politician, I probably wouldn't take a bribe in 2022. But back then, I mean, Back yeah, in the 90s, not... yeah. <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> I think it would almost be easier to take a bribe now. Well, now they've refined the process, uh, which is all anyone with money or power wanted to do was to make it so that you couldn't just give a big pile of cash to a politician 
in exchange for a favor because in its own way that's sort of democratic right like if i can get 10 grand i can buy a counselor and really uh, you know a bank account never refused money what they want to do is to make it so that it's like no 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 i have influence which i can peddle this way but like it's it's obscure and i only i can do it and it's legal for me you can't do it but it's legal for me that's the way it, that's the way it is now where you know um you might just it's because it's crazy how these unqualified um fr- dullards frankly seem to walk out of, of politics and into you know seven figure consultancy jobs and yeah. they must learn a, they must learn a lot in they're highly skilled coming out of those positions yeah they must be it must be what's happening i don't know <laughs> like so um because i because i can't offer someone a high-paying consultancy job so that's that's changing where the influence is. That's the kind of corruption. We don't want the kind of corruption where just like a shop owner might like be able to give George Redmond a few quid to put in his mattress. That was a man who didn't, who, I don't know why he took the bribes other than I think he physically liked money. He never spent any of it. <laughs> Wait, who's, I haven't heard of this, man. George Redmond was a former Dublin city manager and not a football club. That used to be a job like in the council. Uh, it was like mm. a political patronage position of some sort, I think. I can't remember... Was he? Was that an elected job or was that a public service job? In any case, the only reason I really remember him is because I was on my work experience in fourth year and I got to sit through his trial. I was in the in there, um, in the course. He eventually got like he put on such a, he like he put on a, a mafioso performance of like being too old to to stand trial. So he was like every day he'd come in with first day just as a walking stick, the second day he has two walking sticks, the third day he has his, a Zimmer friend. By the end he has like two hearing aids. He has like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The two walking sticks is, is such a like, we all know what I'm doing and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't like eventually that by the time he was like uh, and now, of course, we will be bringing in George, George's mouth mover to help him give his testimony. You know? <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they did go, okay, this guy can't stand trial, fine. And they, like, they sent him off. But before that happened, it came out in the... Um, in the And there was something on the, on the door that said in camera. So I, I, I videotaped the whole thing. So yeah. I <laughs> so I think we're okay to talk about it now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it came out in the process of that trial that, like, he didn't even... Sp- like. They didn't catch him for years because he didn't spend the money. They found it all in a mattress in his house. He'd been taking bribes for a career's worth. And he, went, he just liked getting them, I guess. That's so funny. That it is made like, him feel yeah. like a big man. It made him feel like a big man. Oh, I'm very important. Look how many bribes I've gotten. <laughs> he could show them off to people if they came over for dinner. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that Irish politician who got caught on camera, like like openly accepting a bribe and basically like doing a little money dance? I mean, like, oh, I love I love money, and he like would mind putting it in. Yeah. Oh, what did he? Say? Oh, there was yeah. there was three of those caught in the same sting. If I remember they're all still cancelled. <laughs> they're all still cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, his little money dance was so funny. I almost wanted to let him off the hook for the little money dance because it was so entertaining. <laughs> well, Gavin, I've got news for you. He got off the hook. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly sure like none of those guys face any consequences at all. The most egregious one was like, well, I knew it was a sting, so I just played along to see if I could catch him out. <laughs> you know. They were counselors. Which is like what which is like what the, the more I get the more serious um uh and it, it like you know when they when they catch people that they they, they catch they catch nonces when they're trying to nonce, but the person they're trying to nonce is actually like a like a, like a catch a predator kind of buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like I I've never even heard them go along with yeah, I knew it was a sting, but uh yeah, I just decided yeah, yeah. to play along to see how far the rabbit hole went, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At least they have the decency to be like, Well, <laughs> that's the end of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gavin went particularly maniacal on that laugh. Given it, I know. wish I remembered what he. It's terrible. <laughs> I just really wish I remembered what that guy said because the just saying the little money dance doesn't capture how funny the money <laughs> dance is. Mm. God, oh man, yeah, I wish I remembered. Yeah, we, we can, we we can Google it. We won't Google it, but like, you no, know, you can. Listen no. To Google, no. I like prove me wrong. Maybe they all face dire consequences, but I'm pretty sure they all pretty much got away with it. <laughs> they might have got kicked Cause out because because the because they, their colors were white when they committed the crime. Madness. I mean, like that's very oh, clear. Yeah. It's not real crime. Yeah. It's a victimless crime because you can ignore the victims. Yeah, once you ignore the victims, which is very possible to do, then yeah, it it it, it is. And you know what? I'm I'm I'm. You know what? I'm going to come out in favor of it. Let's just let's just open the floodgates. Let's start giving really big sums of money to our public servants, even the really low-level ones, you know? Even ones that might not seem like they have any power to really help you in any way, just in case. Just give them a would few you, quid. Would you start with any particular department or, or Quango? What? <laughs> what? Funny did you say that, guy? I might have a couple in mind that maybe down the road it would be a good idea to start sharing. It should be enough for that person to retire on as well, I think. They shouldn't have to worry. Oh, I agree. Them. Definitely, definitely. But, you know. Because um... oh, I found I'm it. not above it. His name is Hugh Nicholsenny. Oh, yeah. And uh, now this obviously is, is useless to the audience uh, listening at home, but I don't care about that. So I'm just going to play the little money dance for the fellas. And oh, gonna... there he is. There <laughs> I'm going to go back yeah. to this angle where you get a wide, you get, you get a wide <laughs> shot of him. And he's got, he's got hell, his... this is like a, it's a three camera sitcom. Like they've got a big setup here. Big he must there. have known. He's doing Beethoven at this point. He's going ba 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 bam. I would say it almost money like goes he's here. <laughs> he's almost like he's trying to play pool, but he's 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 forgotten. He's using the non Q pushing hand twice. He's just like bridging <laughs> yeah, yeah. with both hands as far away as his little arms can go, and that's not very far at all. No, he does have little arms. Yeah. Now it cuts to the other angle. And he's explaining the process of if you want this, whatever approved. Um, and then here comes the money shot right here. <laughs> oh, I was expecting a money dance. He's just, he's just oh, coming. he actually doesn't say anything. It's just the money dance. Uh, I'll, I'll do audio. Oh, can I do audio? 
Uh, Let's try. Okay, let me just uh, one second. I might need to reshare here. Um, <clears throat> uh, Valley, so good. Uh, here we go. Well, well, that's that's in this yeah. Okay, here we well, have. Well, you know, I'd like to say. It's not substantial for you. I got in the equation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it is some sense for you, I want loads of money. Yeah. Loads of money. I, I want loads of money. <laughs> loads. <laughs> Stop. Literally, that's what a villain would say. I want loads of money. <laughs> what criteria do you reckon they used to pick out the people that they... Um, put in the sting to, to take them, separate them from the other thousand councillors that also agreed to the bribe. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just got the first three they tried and were like, well, we just needed three for prime time. Well, this is pretty fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm calling from RTE with a bribe. A bribe, you see? <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that first part. Yeah. I call. I call for a with a bribe. It's only Monday. What do you? What, usually don't come through a little later. <laughs> Loads of money. Loads of money. Well, I was about to say that like the exposure is its own punishment, but that's a little bit like trying to explain to your parents when you're caught drinking that the hangover is its own punishment. <laughs> that doesn't apply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, surely now the embarrassment that my wee dance has caused me would outweigh anything the courts could do to me. And in this country, you'd have to go, actually, I've looked at the statute book, and yes, all yes, the courts are empowered to do. That is the case. All the courts are empowered to do is to make you do a dance, which you've already done. So I sentence <laughs> you to, to money already danced, I guess. <laughs> Chalk it up to counselors, will be counselors. <laughs> And that should be played every time uh, someone uh, suggests that we empower the councils more than they already have. Every time someone's like, we really need to devolve a lot of that responsibility to yeah. local government. You need to get, 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 all the money. Because, <laughs> you know, to be fair to the local councillors, all the, the the only the only process that they really corrupted beyond belief and uh, messed up was the planning process, uh, because that's what they the only thing they were in charge of. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> all the other things that they had no power to affect were you know that was fine. Yeah, they were perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Bertie's money dance was a little more subtle. There were you know you had to. Uh, <laughs> interpret the signals a little more you know what i mean he didn't exactly. just say no your money he said arrogant 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 or something like that you know? yeah yeah it was it was hidden beneath a, a thin veneer of respectability very thin veneer. very thin you wouldn't want that veneer covering anything you wanted kept secret no, like if that veneer was on, if that veneer was on your hardwood table, believe me, you're still putting down coasters. Like, 
You're like, not even a drop of moisture may hit that veneer. That's a <laughs> static veneer. One wear, that's all. Well, by golly. We never did get, as it turns out, uh, as we approach the end of this episode, now we will get a further comment on um, the beer, the interesting beer that Jack has. Uh, there's probably no need to get any further comment from, from Gavin's beer. because Of obviously, course, yeah. yeah. Um, but we, we never did get around to the question of uh, mullets and crocs. But frankly, I don't think they are the question. I think they're the answer. So, Gavin... <laughs> Did you get any further along as to how you feel about that Rye River beer that you brought along? It's a good beer, yeah. but it could afford to be giving a little more. Like the level of hoppiness, the level of fruitiness, the juices is like, is it, it, it's, it's rice, but there's just not enough of it. You know, like it's a, it's a question of volume rather than the song being crap. Uh, so I think I'm going to give this an eight. I'm going to give this an eight out of ten. It would probably it would have gotten higher if it was just like a little bit more of a. But it's perfectly drinkable. It describes in its tasting notes as uh, color light straw. I'll give it that aroma citrus and hops. Yep, taste crisp and crushable. It is crushable because you could mm. like drink the whole thing and barely realize you're drinking a beer. Um, yeah, it's an 8 out of 10. Well done, Rye River. Very palatable, but a bit too light for me. Interesting, yeah, because it seems to be, uh, like, it's, like, not... For a Monday beer where you're having one, maybe not what you're looking for, but if it really is going for the crushable... Now, they write that on everything sometimes. But if that's really yeah. what it's going for, then your The thing that's not making it your perfect beer may be to its advantage if you're Absolutely. having if I was having five of these, absolutely. I'd like how light tasting it is. I like that I'm not blasting my taste buds every single time I take a sip. But yeah, for, for your standard Monday beer, kind of wishing for a little bit more flavor. I don't know. So perhaps not a home run for the people at Rye River, but certainly a grand rule double. Um, and that is the last baseball reference you're going to be getting in this episode. Uh, but uh, not the last one ever, probably. Yeah, no. Uh, Jack, um, compared to getting on top of your wife, how do you feel about the Coors Light? Well, Bud Light ain't paying me shit, so I guess I'll just drink this Coors Light and get on top of my wife tonight. What is that a reference to? Brock Lesnar's promo after he massacred Frank Mir in the main event of UFC 100 was, Woo! Woo! And then they asked him a bunch of questions and he said... uh, well, first of all, I'm going to drink a, a Coors Light. That's a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. And yeah. later on, you know, uh, well, I might uh, might even get on top of my wife tonight. He also said something about Frank Mir having a horseshoe up his ass and how Brock he himself had pulled it out and beat him over the head with it. Um, he, he said a lot of things. One of, one of life's great Country problems. boy shit said uh, at the largest possible stage. <laughs> In Brock's, like, oddly high-pitched voice as well so it's kind of like um, yeah he does have an oddly high-pitched voice yeah but what are you gonna do i'm not gonna i'm certainly not gonna bring it up uh, when i'm talking to him i'm gonna call him a little bitch for it see what happens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he will tear you in half and Give me not some in the money. way you think he would <laughs> <laughs> yeah not in the positive not in the positive yeah um 
So I give both uh, Coors Light, um, Delirium Pink, and my wife an eight. Reasonable, reasonable. Uh, Erdinger, uh, once once again, is an objective. Is with, with, the Delirium is an eight and a half with makeup. <laughs> reasonable. Erdinger, as always, gets like a, an objective 3.5, but I really like it, so it gets an eight. So I don't know what it is. Um, like it's it's not good, but I've, I've grown to associate it with like my little evening tree. So there you go. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, and that really only leaves us one thing to cheers to, and uh, pretty obvious to me. That's to I don't know going home and maybe even getting on top of your wife tonight. <laughs> getting on top of your wife tonight. <laughs> and cut. Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air.